All right. Are you tired of progressive corporations and exhausted trying to keep up with all the virtue signaling when you're simply trying to buy products? Progressive corporate America continues to push messaging that further alienates conservative Americans, all while ending the future of the American dream. Are you tired of this? At what point are you done giving to these companies that do not care about you? At some point, we have to fight back. And that's why I love my people over at Public Square. It's simple. Join the movement of millions of patriotic Americans who love truth, our country, and our Constitution at publicsq.com. Public Square is an app and website where you can get connected to tens of thousands of businesses from all different industries that share your value for life, family, and freedom. Whether you're looking to simply buy children's clothing, find new athletic clothing that knows what a woman actually is, shop for clean skin care, or find a new restaurant in your community that won't lecture you about your political views, publicsq.com is your resource. Public Square also offers discounts to many high-quality businesses on the platform so that you can actually receive incentive for spending money with companies that don't hate you. Public Square is free to join as a consumer or business owner, and you can get started today at publicsq.com. Download the app now. That's publicsq.com, publicsq.com. All right, what's going on, America? As promised, I'm not only going to tell you about what's going on, I'm going to educate you about what is going on as well. Uh, from our friends at Birch Gold, we have Philip on the line joining us again with my favorite American accent. Philip, how are you, buddy? I'm doing very well, Graham. Thank you for having me as always. Absolutely. Okay, we're going to jump right into this. Yesterday, before the vote, I had Congresswoman Anna Paulina Luna talking to us. Uh, we, we knew that it was going to pass. As many Republicans did not want it to pass, as many Americans did not want it to pass. Uh, in fact, I think it's ironic that more Democrats voted to pass a Republican bill than Republicans voted to pass a Republican bill. But either way, um, from my understanding of everything I've seen about this bill. This is a disaster for Americans. Um, uh, walk us through um, just just your initial impressions about what led us to this bill first. So what is the debt ceiling for the people that don't understand what that actually means to them? And then I guess we'll get into more about the bill and what it means for Americans. I mean, look, the debt ceiling, the simple way to think about it is the credit card limit for the country. We were getting very, very close to that credit card limit. In fact, Yellen says by June 5th, if we don't get this deal done, which it will, uh, we would start defaulting on our obligations, right? So we're about to max our credit card out. And this is the country saying, hey, we want to increase that credit card limit so we don't default. That's what it is. Look, the bill is a disaster, right? Because it just allows for much more spending. Now, the Republicans were in a tough position. At the end of the day, this was a game of chicken and the Democrats held the cards because what everyone knows is nobody was gonna allow a default, right? And when you have that bargaining chip going in, 
it's a much stronger position to be in. So the Republicans got some compromise out of the Democrats. It's better than the last time we're in this position, but it's not a win. So to look at some of the highlights, we now cap non-defense spending at current levels. Listen, current levels of spending is very, very high, right? This isn't like major cutbacks here. They want to cut $80 billion from IRS funding, I'm always happy to cut IRS funding. Uh, yep. They want to restart student loan payments. So there's some decent stuff in there. But like I said, it's getting fairly urgent now. It's going to go to the Senate. It's more than likely going to be approved. So this is our reality. The government's cash on hand now, dangerously low. I read a statistic the other day. 31 American billionaires have more ready cash on hand than the government. That's fairly frightening position to be in. But look, the reality is this, with no limit set for the next year and a half and a nearly $2 trillion deficit, we're going to see new national debt milestones, right? We should see $32 trillion very soon, followed by $33 trillion at some point in 2024. So the one constant at the moment is more debt. And that's the last thing this nation needs at the moment. So it's not a win. Well, Congress once again allowed itself to be pushed into appeasing the administration and raising the debt ceiling for the 79th time, paving the way for continued reckless spending and further de-evaluation of the dollar. As our national debt continues to skyrocket, how are you protecting your savings? Times like these are a great reminder to diversify a portion of your savings into gold, silver, and precious metal, and that's why I use my friends at Birch gold. It's super easy. It's super simple. All you have to do is text the word Graham, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to 989898 to get your free info kit on how to convert an existing IRA, 401k, or simply some of your savings into gold, silver, and precious metals. To protect yourself in Biden's economy, you have to do what you have to do, and free information is vital information. Text the word Graham, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to 989898 right now. No. Well, uh, again, yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I guess I guess my questions go like this. I, what happens if we like like I heard your statement there about at the end of the day, nobody can allow a default. Right. So but but to me, it almost feels like and please correct me if you think I'm insane here. It almost feels like we're either getting to a point where we're going to keep increasing our debt to where we're going to default anyway, or maybe maybe it's time to actually hold strong and be like, hey, we're willing to let it default until until we get some of this stuff under control, because it sounds like Americans are going to suffer anyway. So is it better to suffer now or suffer later? It's a very it's a very tough question to answer. Listen, the problem with default, look, the US dollar, its value is based on nothing other than faith, right? right. And if the US government starts to default on debt, people lose faith in the dollar. That's a really big problem, right? right. The value of the dollar would plummet. Uh, inflation could skyrocket. I mean, it could be 
really 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 bad so i think at this moment we don't have uh, we're not in a position to allow for a debt default but there's better ways to do this as well right we need to start making cutbacks we need to get ourselves some political capital to force the democrats to stop spending and get us back on a better trajectory that's why i feel the 2024 election is the most important election of my lifetime because it feels like at this point we're getting to that tipping point and if we don't start getting on a better trajectory now we will be at the point of no return fairly soon so so debt the country's in debt the average american household is experiencing more debt than ever Uh, i'm curious your thoughts of why that is i know that as an entrepreneur when i was starting off back 10 plus years ago Mm -hmm. i had to unfortunately tank my credit to get my businesses going to where we could start being profitable. And now here I am 10 years later, I have the best credit I've ever had in my life. Plus I've got the money to go with it. And I still, uh, me and my, me and my family thought about buying an RV the other day and with amazing credit, high seven hundreds, you're looking at like 14% and things like that for these banks to approve anything. Home loans, if you have the most pristine credit in the world, you're looking at around six, 7%. Is that leading to more debt? People take on these debts with high interest rates because it's all they can do. There's no rental. So everybody's having to, they're forcing people to buy things at absolute rates. I mean, what's going on? Why, Why is there more debt per American household lately? Yeah, I mean, look, think about it. It's inflation has a big part to play in it, right? And we look at wage inflation versus the inflation on goods and services. Wages aren't keeping pace, right? And so if those that were living paycheck to paycheck already, which are a lot of people, yeah. suddenly those paychecks don't last till the end of the month. So now we start to put things on the credit card, credit card debts start to rack up and it's becoming very, very concerning, particularly as things become more unstable in the broader economy. But for a little bit of context, American household debt set a new record now, $17 trillion in the first quarter of this year. That's a $3 trillion increase from 2019. More concerningly, people now are not paying off their higher credit card balances after the holidays ended. And this is for the first time in 20 years, quite broadly. So credit card debt now for the first time over $1 trillion here in the US. And the average interest on credit card debt is around 20%. So it's starting to get tough and we're starting to see those early warning signs now that people can't pay their bills Uh, auto loan delinquencies as an example surpassing pre-pandemic levels so look it's never a good time to be in debt but when interest rates are rising and the economy starts to look more and more unstable that combination makes households i think less resilient and it does so at the worst possible time when recession certainly feels imminent so it's tough People are struggling out there just to to make ends meet. So with money being tight, uh, not only in the national level, but the individual level, um, two questions for this. First question, it seems like the government is almost incentivizing and or teasing the American uh, citizen 
to not pay their bills and, and to default and things like this. And this is the reason why uh, you saw this article the other day. Well, I say the other day, it's about a month ago now about the whole, if you have good credit to get a home loan, you, you right. might have to pay a higher percentage uh, to, to compensate for the people that have bad credit uh, that can't get a loan. So uh, people with bad credit can get loans to do other things. To me, that sounds like a society that is encouraging people to not pay their bills, to default on things. Uh, am I reading too much into that? No. I mean, it's the most absurd piece of legislation I've ever heard. So let me be very clear. If you do things right, you pay your bills on time and blah, 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 you're going to get a worse interest rate than someone who's defaulted, right? It, no. It's it's absolute absurdity it's contrary to the credit rating system itself but it's just for me it's very telling it shows that this is a desperate administration that's just trying to buy votes and there's more people out there with bad credit than good so why not appeal to them it's the same reason we're paying student loans at a time that we can't afford to do it it's the same reason we're spending absurd money on infrastructure that at a time that we can't afford to do it this is for me, desperate attempts by an administration to grab onto power and to buy votes, no matter what the cost. It's absurd. That, that irked me. Sorry. Yeah, that, no, that. No, no, I'm getting fired up as you're talking. So yeah. what's going on, everybody? Look, I don't know about you. Flashlights, good flashlights are absolutely vital for me and my family, not only in my time in the military, but just in general. I don't want these little flashlights that die at the drop of the hat. I want flashlights that literally burn the face of the sun across the room. And I also want flashlights that if somebody's breaking into my house, I can find them really fast and really quick. Also, with everything that's going on with Target and everything like this, it is time that we put our money and vote with our wallet with companies that have Christian values and have American values. And that's why I love my M5 flashlight with PowerTech. I put it in my pocket all the time. I've got another one that it's even bigger, better. It literally is like the sun next to the nightstand, just in case. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to me. You need to go and you need to support the companies that are standing for the right things. If you have flashlights in your home, we all do. If you are in the law enforcement community or the firefighter community or the military community or your spouses, et cetera, you need to invest in PowerTech because they're a Christian conservative company, a pro-America, pro-Jesus company that believes in protecting you and believes in shining the light of the sun for whatever reason you may need it to be. So I'm asking you right now to go support PowerTech. All you got to do is go to PowerTech.com. That's P-O-W-E-R-T-A-C.com and use the discount code Graham, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to get 20% off your purchase. These guys are on public square. These are the right kind of people that you want. But if you go to powertac.com, that's P-O-W-E-R-T-A-C.com, you'll get an additional 20% off with the promo code Graham. So go to powertac.com, promo code Graham, today. So to me, they're doing all this because they know that the bottom is going to fall out. That's what it feels like to me. And so it leads me to the question that I always have to ask you here. What with 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 everything you just talked about, record high uh, uh, house debt, car debt, credit card debt across the nation. Now we're looking at over the next uh, five years, possibly a three, four trillion dollars added to the national debt. 
what what are we as Americans looking at? Is a recession happening in America? Is the bottom going to fall out in this? Because last time we talked, we were still kind of like maybe because the Fed was still raising rates. Yeah. That. But now you see all of these things that have happened uh, in sequence, and it doesn't seem to me that these are going to lead to good outcomes. So, 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 what are we looking at here? Yeah, look, even the Federal Reserve now are basically saying that we'll see, in their words, a mild recession. They don't actually use the the R word at all. They say contraction or slowdown, but they're predicting that it begins in the fourth quarter of this year, lasting into next year. For me, it's the most optimistic scenario, which we can expect from a Federal Reserve press release, right? They're not going to stoke more fear, but, you know... (laughs) As we've mentioned, we're seeing a slowdown in household spending as families now come to term with higher interest rates. We, I think, will see a steady rise in unemployment from its current levels as businesses cope now with tightening credit. Uh, billionaire Stanley uh, Druckenmuller, I think, got it right when he warned us that a hard landing is coming. To quote him, he said, look, I think it's just naive not to be open-minded about something really, really bad happening here. And, and I tend to agree with him. But essentially every sector of the economy right now is growing increasingly fragile and i don't think it's going to take much to spark a truly severe downturn we've said for a while it's a case of whack-a-mole at the moment you deal with the inflationary problem something else pops up so we got tough times and i think recession feels imminent so to 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 the listeners that are listening when we say recession is imminent, a hard landing is imminent to the everyday American. What 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 does that mean? Because that's what a lot of people ask me all the time. They hear the words like recession. They hear about the economy collapsing and things like that. What does that mean? What do people need to understand why this is such a gigantic deal if this happens? How does that affect uh, a, a family of six, uh, a, a husband, a wife? wife and four kids, how does that affect them? I mean, we've talked about some of the effects, right? If the the Fed can't get a handle on inflation, it means the price of everyday goods and services continues to increase, right? If wages are not increasing, that hits us directly. There's not much that's more painful than that, right? For those that have amassed savings, right? If we see sharp economic downturn, the value of those savings is affected. Of course, that affects our ability to plan for the future. So these things, finances involve everything right it's everything so this stuff is really really important now i don't think this is a case of panicking right first of all it never really helps second of all you know it it doesn't achieve a great deal but i think it's about planning right being cautious i think in panic people make bad decisions but the key for me is to educate what i would tell people precious metals gold and silver in climates like this work very very well and i would tell people don't listen to me look at central government last year 2022 unprecedented moves into gold from central governments in fact last year was more gold bought by central governments than any other year in history now what we have to remember is what applies to them it applies to us as individuals just at a much smaller level right there was a recent poll um 
uh, as to why central governments buy gold. And four of the five reasons were exactly the same for individuals, right? It was performance during times of crisis, being safe haven assets. They do well when other things don't. Long-term store of value or inflation hedge, right? Gold is about preserving buying power over long periods of time. Right. There is no default risk. Right. If you have an ounce of gold in your safe and a bank goes under, that ounce of gold is still in your safe. It's still yours. So there's no risk of default or counterparty. And of course, it's an effective portfolio diversifier for governments. It's true. But it's true for individuals as well. And I'd say particularly in climates like this, when recession may be on the horizon, when inflation is raging, these things are actually very good for gold and silver. So I think it's just a case of everyone saying, where are the problems? What are the solutions? And trying to put together some preemptive uh, hedges. and, And that's what gold can achieve. What's going on, everybody? I want you to stop drinking communist coffee. I want you to switch to America's coffee, black riflecoffee.com. It's very simple. You can spend the rest of your life drinking frou-frou drinks for anti-American communist pieces of garbage, or you can drink America's coffee and support my friends of over 10 years at blackriflecoffee.com. Go get America's coffee, fuel up on freedom, blackriflecoffee.com right now. No, I, I agree. This is definitely a time for people to start looking into gold and precious metals. Well, one question that a lot of people ask me all the time about gold is, and 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 I think I think you being the expert you are, I think that this could put a lot of people's uh, uncertainties to rest here. Uh, I think most people understand and they get the idea for okay, I got this much money. Uh, I can I can put this much money towards gold. Gold is worth this much money, so I'm going to get this much gold for this much money. I'm going to put it in a safe. I've got physical gold, et cetera. If the bottom falls out, I've got this gold. How do I use it? Like, 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 like what, what, what happens after that? And listen, it's a good question. It's one I get asked all the time. So, look, when we talk about currency decline or or, or um, you know, destruction. For me, it doesn't mean that we don't necessarily have a dollar. It doesn't mean that we're going to have to be trading gold and silver for goods and services industry. It's not what I buy it. Right. The reason I buy it is because dollars lose value. Let me sort of summarize this. Gold is about preserving buying power when currency doesn't. So to give you an example, biblical times, one ounce of gold would buy somebody 400 loaves of Today, one ounce of gold buys 400 loaves of bread. So gold's value isn't changing. It, it is a store of buying power. What's changing is the dollar's value. So essentially, if dollars become weaker, we need more of them to buy the same ounce. So the premise is very simply this. When we sit in dollars, those dollars lose to inflation, right? $100,000 today and $100,000 in 10 years, we'll be able to buy a lot less right? By moving into gold, it should increase. The idea is we sell it back for more dollars, but we preserve that ability or to buy. At least stay the same, right? Yes. At the end of the day. So I, so, so I like what you said there. So if you've got a hundred grand in the bank right now, and let's just say that you're blessed enough, you have a job that you never have to touch that hundred grand, like it sits there. Well, a hundred grand cash today can buy something that a hundred grand cash tomorrow, you might need half a million to buy the same thing. Exactly and, right. And, and, and if you had a hundred 
grand worth of whatever that buys you in gold, then that will that will equate to the same buying power because you have it in gold and gold doesn't fluctuate the same way that the dollar does. Am I understanding that correctly? That's exactly right. Let me give you one more story because it gets here really well. 1920, one hand, $20 gold piece, another hand, $20 bill. Back in 1920, $20 could buy you a lot. As the story goes, a tailor-made suit, a hat, a tie, a shirt, the works. We fast forward to today. Year on year on year, inflation has eroded the buying power of that $20 bill. Today, you can barely buy a tie. That same $20 gold piece worth over $2,000 can do what it did in 20. Tailor-made suit, hat, tie, shirt works. Probably a better way to say it. Got it. Yeah, no, that's great, man. Um, Well, as always, uh, I have to ask you the final question that I ask every time. Uh, What what do you give us on uh, from one being the absolute, you know, lowest, you know, bad scenario that we need to prepare to 10 being, oh, my gosh, it's the end of the world. Uh, where do people need to be in planning the correct way to take a look at Birch Gold and and think about uh, diversifying their portfolio to protect their money? Well, on a scale of one to 10, where do you think people need to be? Well, <laughs> <laughs> look, I, I know, I know. I always hit you with the hard one. I'm yeah, it's a tough one. Um, look, I, look, panic is never good, right? So we don't call okay, it okay. the town. Not panic, because, not panic. Yeah. Just, from a from a preparing standpoint, then. One oh, listen, it, where you listen, where this is we're we're a level ten now. Okay, this is this is really tough to be prepared. Now is the time. I think we're starting to see the air coming out of the bubble. When's the best time to plant a tree? 20 years ago and and today. So now we're getting urgent. I think as we head into the year, things are getting tougher. So I think everyone needs to be planning. There's no need for panic. Stay informed, stay educated, which is why I'm so thankful to be on shows like yours because that's what you push and it's so important. So I just encourage people to get the information now, start learning now, and the solutions will present themselves. I agree. And you can get that information by simply texting the word Graham. That's G-R-A-H-A-M to 989898 right now. And and beautiful voices like Philip will, will, will be in touch with you to, to tell you how you can protect your family, protect your savings uh, from this incredible turn of an economic downslide that I don't think any of us ever thought we would be at but again text the word graham that's g-r-a-h-a-m to 98 98 98 right now philip as always it is a pleasure thank you for educating the audience and thank you for 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 putting it in ways that we can understand and i'm sure that we'll be talking again soon Thank you, Graham, as always. All right. That's all we have for this episode of Dear America. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you got something from it. And again, make sure to make sure that you are prepared with your family, your finances. Text the word Graham to 989898. That's all we have for this episode of the Dear America show. And we'll see you all again next time.